We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 37 of Gaming with the Moms. I am Nicole Tanner, I'm managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a three-year-old. I'm joined by fellow mom, publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hi. And our two lovely colleagues, Simone de Rochefort and Courtney Holmes. Hello. Woo. We just did a fist bump. We yeah, did a fist, fist bump. bump. I was hoping it would make like the nice cracking knuckle noise that it made last time we fist bumped, but uh, no. I guess I've worked out all those kinks. Wow. <laughs> I don't like cracking my knuckles. I don't either. I hate it. My roommate does it all the time. And <sighs> Yeah. So holidays. How was everybody's holiday? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2016. I think Courtney had the most exciting holiday because – she played Assassin's Creed Syndicate the whole time. Linda went to Hawaii. Okay, she went. Okay, uh, yeah. and I went to Cancun. No yeah, one, no one right. cares okay. about your tropical. We vacations. stayed home and played video games. <laughs> I slept a lot. <laughs> well, that's that's not a bad thing either. Cancun was awesome, except for the trip down there in which oh, yeah. Anna was very sick and threw up like I don't know twenty one times, six of which oh. were on the airplane. Oh. It was just poor child, a nightmare. I am so, so – hopefully we will never have to deal with that ever again. But she was yeah. fine like the second day we were there. So mm-hmm. She bounced good. back quick. She did bounce back quick. <laughs> she knew there was a pool involved. So. Ah. Yeah. yeah. You can't go in the pool if you're going to throw up all the time. That is true. <laughs> it's always been my rule. <laughs> they be. don't like that. They are they yeah. at resorts, you know, when kids do things in pools. Yeah. Little, that is not touchy. a popular thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what else? What did you guys do? I went back to my hometown for a few days, um, saw Star Wars twice, and it was great. Yeah, I forgot I, we had to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, we are going to have to talk about that. I honestly did not do much. I, I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of sleeping. I did a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> yeah, well, kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I made reservations to see Star Wars. January 14th at 3 p.m. Wow, so you are I planning not, ahead. I know. I have not seen it yet. <laughs> You've not seen it. Oh, this no. Be a spoiler then maybe podcast. we can't talk about it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know not... that thing where the guy does that other thing? Oh, yeah. Thing? The, the, that that, was, yeah. that was so cool. My yeah. favorite part, definitely. But my uh, other favorite part was when the thing happened with the thing. Right. Yeah, that was good. BB-8 is so cute. Okay, that's definitely not a spoiler. Yeah. Everyone knows that. It's just yes. a truth universally acknowledged. <laughs> By all, mm-hmm. I hope. Okay, so have you guys heard of anyone who did not like the movie? I've seen people online who were kind of on the fence or like, it was fine, but everyone's overreacting. Um, yeah. I haven't yeah. really run into anybody. At least on my circle, everybody mm-hmm. really loves it. So. Okay, so Lisa saw it, <gasps> and she did not like it. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, what? How can you be my child? <laughs> Um, but That's going to be an interesting debate after you see it. Maybe yeah, it won't be a debate. Maybe yeah. you'll agree. But what did she not like about it? She, did she say? Um, has not seen any of the Star Wars movies for a really long time, and she's not a fan of that 
cool thing, I guess. Um, I don't know. How, do it, guess. how could that be? It's been I, years since I've seen any of the, yeah. the older ones, too, but I, not I me. force-fed her <laughs> Star Trek when she was a kid. <laughs> it was Respect. your fault. <laughs> and she was able to, like, relate to the Star Trek movies, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. She huh. loved so. Huh. Did you I, yeah, I used to get all annoyed when people confuse Star Trek with Star Wars. I because, totally get annoyed. Because I, I hated Star Trek, so I'm like, Star Wars is so much better. How can you do that? I um, love them both. Well, that's great. They are very, very, very different. Yeah. <laughs> this and one I'm, was so exciting. Oh my gosh, because it's been so long. Like honestly, I got a little teary. Oh yeah, beginning totally. Like with the, with the logos. Scanning back and then the text. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went. It was to, so awesome. I got tickets for the seven movie marathon. <laughs> I what? But I didn't watch all seven in theaters because I would have had to be there for God, like <laughs> twenty one hours, an eternity. Um, so I watched the prequels at home the night before, and then I got to the theater at ten in the morning and I watched the th- episodes four, five, six, and then seven, all back to back. And it was Ugh. so much fun. Everyone there was just having the best time, and it was like it was it was fantastic. It was this great atmosphere of such yeah. love and passion and fantastic cosplay, and that's so great. Cool. Like you know, that's not going to happen again. Like even with episode eight, we're never going to reach quite this peak of excitement. Yeah, about, I, having not had a good Star Wars movie for some, I don't even know how many years. Yeah, um, Anna didn't see the really movie. Happy. We didn't take her, but she knows of the Star Wars because mm-hmm. she has a Darth Vader pajama set. <laughs> and lately she's been doing this thing where she'll put like a coat or a napkin or something just kind of draped over her head so she looks kind of like a Jedi. And then she'll say, I'm Star Wars. <laughs> just Star Wars. Not a Jedi. Not, yes. I love that so much. Just Star Wars. That's so good. I can't believe you Adorable. bought her Darth Vader pajamas. What kind of role model are you? <laughs> My husband actually bought them. Of uh. course that she has Darth Vader pajamas. <laughs> yeah. And then she was asking, like, when we were going, like, is that the Darth Vader movie? Oh. And we're like, yeah, sweetie. It's Darth That's Vader. so funny. <laughs> yeah. It'd she be would too probably scary. Get, it would her, be like, too scary. Yeah. She gets scared easily these days. What? I hope that she come, overcomes that. Is it PG-13 or I assume? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Mm. There's some violence. Yeah, quite lightsaber a bit. battles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, okay, so I guess we shouldn't spoil anything. Ex- you know, if there's somebody out there listening, <laughs> there are lightsaber battles in Star Wars, <laughs> like Linda, who hasn't seen it yet. Well, you can spoil it after January 14th. Yeah, okay. I think by that as time as it'll be old enough. Yeah, <laughs> but the new movies—they're gonna every other every year. So the main chapters. Um, you know, coming in 2017. Next up uh, is Rogue One. Yes, Rogue One, written by my friend Gary Widow. Hey. Awesome. The next few years of my life are going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have Star Wars forever. I love to have a die. media franchise to base my existence around. There will be Star Wars forever. <laughs> yes. Now that the Force has awakened. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> What was that Assassin's Creed joke you made upstairs that was terrible? Uh, when Jacob and Evie were kids, they were small fries. <laughs> Please. No. Please. Yeah. Uh, I'm just disappointed in myself I didn't make that joke sooner. But you have a I, pretty head start on me. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been incubating it for a while now. Yes. It's been cooking. I, uh, <laughs> I finally got on the Assassin's Creed train. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, did everybody else. I'm the only one in the office that... 
Yeah, the last play. one to fall. I feel so. so like I haven't had this much success since I got everyone into a song of ice and fire, and that that was a, a very thorough conquering on my part. And that was the books too. That was before the series came out. I got like twelve people to read those books, uh, which I'm still proud of to this day. Although I don't think many have forgiven me, but this this I I'm quite pleased with the results that I've achieved with Assassin's Creed <laughs> there Syndicate. There people who didn't like. Okay. There are people I mean, that didn't like Song of Ice and Fire. They're probably sad and or... wounded because I got them into a series that still isn't over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear George R. R. Martin, like, apologized on his blog? Did he? That book no. six is not done wow. yet. Because <sighs> I think everybody was asking because, you know, they've exhausted all the material for the TV show. Like, yeah. what's going to happen? And then he said something like, uh, you know, there's going to be diverging paths in the – the TV show will do some things that the book doesn't do and vice versa. Honestly, so, yeah. Whenever uh, I see a movie or a TV show that's based off a book, I always kind of hope that they have uh, – uh, like, take the take the initiative to be different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you try too hard to be exactly the same, that's when you fall on your face. Yeah. Yes. The last season of Game of Thrones was vastly, vastly different than – that material in a good way, though. I kept finding things out where I'd be like, wait, what happened? Like, who died? Who was where in what country and whatnot? Like, yeah. they really took some some interesting liberties. Yeah, I mean, there were some things, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really interested to see how it goes. Yeah. And don't tell me a darn thing about the next season of the show because I am very – I'm paranoid. <laughs> Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. There have been sightings. There have been posters. You've seen the poster. Okay, I, I've seen. Okay, that I that did, that's not even a spoiler. We all knew that that was not an issue. That's <laughs> not is what I care about. It's as right they get now. into Let's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nobody has to go look at the poster if they don't want to. I don't care about the poster. I care about what happens like in the mid-season finale. Wasn't Star Wars great? Star yeah. Wars was great. Courtney no. and I saw the Hateful Eight, and it traumatized oh, me, God. but it was so good. It was so much blood. Oh, so much blood. <laughs> Going back to Game of Thrones, though, okay. there's a trailer. The supposed, supposedly a teaser trailer okay. for the next season was just a bunch of footage from the previous season cut together. That's <laughs> really I'm cheap. like, what? what? This doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> like, cheating. it doesn't tease anything. Like, I knew all of it this. It teases already. your memories. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there. Yeah. It makes me think of um, when the last season of Battlestar Galactica came out, it had been like a year since any previous content or something. Mm-hmm. So they did this great like 10-minute recap of the entire show and they were talking really fast and someone could – it was really nice and well put together. And I want every show to do that because I have no idea what's going on. That was like, really good because that's a complicated yeah. plot. That, yeah. Lots of yeah. things happened in that show. Don't ask me yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> I want to nominate this particular podcast for the longest time we've gone without speaking about video games. We did just talk about Syndicate, though. Yeah, you did talk about Syndicate. (laughs) I ruined it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to the video games then. Something that makes Courtney very, very excited. We got some details, sort of, on the (laughs) NX. Yes. Did we? (laughs) Well, you can – so – NX, by the way, if you haven't been following Enthusiast Press, Nintendo's next console. Yes. NX is its code name. We don't know its real name yet. And, uh, yeah, so uh, there was a report today from a, like, a stock market blog that specifically follows Asia that an um, investment bank is has, like, changed the value of Nintendo stock because they have information that leads them to believe that 
the annex will, first of all, be revealed what it is in sometime between March and May. Second of all, the console mm. itself will be revealed in June. And third of all, that the console will go on sale between October and November. Oh, my which, gosh. However, this is not an official announcement, but there <laughs> is, like, some money behind it. So it's it's kind of complicated. Yeah. It's somewhere in the realm between speculation and real that world That kind impact. of sounds like the um, – Kind of the time frame for what they did for Xbox One. Yeah, it's not. They talked about it and kind of introduced it in uh, May. Mm-hmm. And then the big deal was at E3. Yeah, I'm not too surprised, honestly. That that was That's pretty much the timeline that I would have guessed at. Like, I would, I would love it if the NX came out a little bit later because I love the Wii U and I'm worried that people expecting the NX to come out has hurt Wii U sales. Um, but I'm also excited for the NX, and I'm desperate to know what it is. And <laughs> it makes perfect sense that they would, you know, debut the console at E3. And I think at this point it would be weirder if they didn't talk about it at E3. Yes, that's yeah. true. Although My, Wii U mm-hmm. sales, I'm sorry, Wii okay. U sales, like, we finally sprung for a Wii U over the holidays. We are now a three-console household. You are Even responsible for welcome. Wii U sales going up. I Congratulations. guess. I actually haven't turned on the PS4 yet. <laughs> <gasps> My husband has, but I haven't. But I have to because Amplitude is PS4 exclusive and I'm going to be playing that. But but yeah, the Wii U. Okay, and I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say I want to know if – I don't remember what kind of bet we made with Steven Dutzman about when the NX would come out. But I just want to know if we lost it or not, if it gets announced or remember. if it comes out at the end of this year. I don't remember year. either. I think it's – yeah. There is money behind this. It's my money that I could lose. <laughs> no, but um, I mean Nintendo announced in – or it was – Revealed in October that Nintendo had started shipping dev kits for the NX. So at that time, it was it was clear that it was possible that it might come out by the next <laughs> holiday season. So in other words, like, it's not totally improbable. Um, at, I was talking to a guy who used to work at, at, at Xbox, and he was talking about how, based on the release date for the dev kit... He would guess that, like, the appropriate amount of time would be for the console to come out, like, in early 2017. But I think that they would want to go for the holiday shopping rush. So they might rush it. But I hope that, like, they – I hope they have a successful debut with lots of good content. Which also makes me nervous because we don't know anything about Zelda. And (laughs) they might try to do another simultaneous console release like they did with Twilight Princess, which came out for GameCube and Wii at the same time. And I have mixed feelings about that. (laughs) <laughs> you sound so sad and disillusioned about this entire thing. I just don't want to have to buy Zelda twice, okay? And you know I might. I might buy it for both consoles. Honestly, Courtney. The... Wow. I really wouldn't be surprised if you bought Zelda twice just for for the love of Zelda. You know, I do have a lot of love to give. <laughs> just like oh, Specifically to Zelda. Yes. Um, so, huge news today. Oculus. Price. And pre-order started today. Yes, six hundred dollars. It's expensive. It is expensive. How do we feel about six hundred bucks? I mean, I wasn't ready to spend three hundred bucks on it, so I'm not ready to spend six hundred bucks either. It doesn't make a difference to me. Uh, Ben Kuchera wrote an interesting. piece on Polygon, he actually talked to Palmer Lucky about how the the price had gone up from what they had been banding about. Like Palmer Lucky had been saying, oh, 300, 400, something like that. But they really wanted to increase the quality of the components of the Oculus and make sure that it was actually the best headset on the market in terms of latency and just how how good 
how good quality it was in terms of graphics. So um, the price has gone up it, from what it was predicted. Yeah, it is true that if VR doesn't immediately catch people's attention and feel good mm-hmm. and healthy immediately, like, like it doesn't make you nauseated. If you feel sick when you're wearing a VR helmet, you're probably not or headset. You're probably not going to try any other headsets after that because you'll assume that yes. you yeah. feel sick because it's VR instead of you feel sick because it was poorly made. Mm-hmm. So it's in Oculus's best interest in the long run to do a really good job opening like right out of the gate because they're trying yeah. to convince someone to like jump onto this really new and complex piece of technology. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of games available, I think relatively, for the Oculus compared to other headsets. But I read something on GeekWire this morning. Uh, Taylor Soper is down at the CES computer show, Uh and he tried out the Vive. Oh, yeah. And he was blown away by that. Mm. He thought that was better. Really? Than the Oculus. So, oh, wow. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to get some, one, but I just don't know which one at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think that if the – is it Vive or Vive? I don't know. I think it's Vive. Vive. If the Vive or PSVR co- already knew that they were going to cost significantly less than $600, then it would have made a lot of sense for them to announce it today. And they yes. didn't. Mm. So it might <laughs> – similar, yeah. but that might also might mean nothing. I don't know. Yeah. The yeah. Oculus 2 looks like it's going to have the first to market advantage. Mm-hmm. So, And it has the most brand recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vive will be interesting because HTC, I know, is not doing terribly hot as a company. So it's an interesting partnership for Valve. We'll see how that goes. I've heard the best things aesthetically about PlayStation VR just in terms of how comfortable it is to wear but I guess the, I mean the the headset, the Oculus headsets that Courtney and I tried at, pa- at PAX were the Dev- DevKit two headsets. So I'm not sure what the final market version of Oculus will feel like. Yeah, mm. honestly, comfort is yeah. gonna be so important. It's a big Huge. deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have to sit there with this big heavy thing balanced on your head, especially if you wear glasses, <laughs> <laughs> like some people in this room. Yeah, like some people. Hmm. <laughs> There's also that controller that the Oculus has. That yeah. sounds pretty cool. The touch controller. Yeah, it's yeah. coming out in the second half of the year. You're not going to be able to see your hands, so being able to use a controller, right? Yeah, that will sort of simulate your hands in the reality of the game. It'll sort of work with the Xbox controller, though, too, right? It will, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Lucky's Tale, for instance, uh, feels a lot kind of like Banjo-Kazooie or Super Mario 64, Mm -hmm. though, honestly, like, being inside the game, like, playing that game in VR was so much cooler than I thought it would be, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, like, the... Tagline for every experience I've had with VR is like, I thought it'd be fine, and it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that game uh, uses very traditional controls, mm. which works really well for it. But um, it's cool that I think the touch controllers will be exciting mm-hmm, too. Definitely. Yeah, you're out of luck if you're like me and you have to like actually look at the buttons before you press. Them. Oh no. <laughs> you're out of luck in so many ways. Wow. Well, there's the question of what kind of of the, of the PC specifications too because aren't they they're selling a bundle I believe with Oculus that comes with a a power a super powerful gaming PC that yeah. can work with it and that I think comes out to something like fourteen hundred dollars for the correct. PC plus the Oculus Rift. Yeah and that bundle goes on sale in February. Um we, oh, wow. yeah most PCs are not ready to mm-hmm. work They're with Oculus ready. Right now. <laughs> yes. Most such... PCs aren't current game ready to yeah. run yeah. games. It's expensive to buy a PC that can actually Mm-hmm. run your games yeah, in so a way that is not laggy. For sure. So in a way, like, Oculus is asking a lot of its consumers because it's not just asking you to buy, like, a console. It's asking you to buy 
the console, which is the headset in this case, and you also need to have this really nice computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That kind of ties into what I think you're going to announce as the next topic. Um, there's something that I don't know about the Oculus, which is um, if you're just watching movies with it, does the PC still need to be as powerful since it's not rendering things in real time? Um, but one of the the interesting things that we learned from this study by a company whose name has completely escaped me is that uh, one of the things that the public is most interested in when it comes to the Oculus Rift or VR in general actually is watching movies and TV shows on it and then gaming is number two on that. Um, Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that was really interesting to me. Yeah. And the other Hmm. interesting statistic that came out of that was that while 56% of people are aware of VR technology, only something like 25% can actually name a single company or brand that is making a VR headset, which to me, I don't know much about, I I guess, how, what the, the sample size of this and what that means in relation to, you know, the U.S. as a whole, but basically what they're saying is only a quarter of U.S. consumers can recognize a, a VR brand that's coming out, even though tons of people are really interested in it. So that, to me, says that at Oculus and the other companies have kind of a hard road ahead of them, especially because... People are interested in this, and they're interested in it as a leisure device, but they don't know what they're called, and they're super expensive. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't surprise me too much, honestly, that only the quarter mm-hmm. of Americans have heard of Oculus because, like, well, any brand or, or of yeah. any brand, yeah, of the people that were polled, Oculus was the the most recognizable brand. Right. Um, but like the people, the number of people that were enabled to, able to name. Any of them, so PlayStation VR, HTC Vive, and Google right. Cardboard included in that. Well, VR is is going to be a luxury product for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so expensive to create and produce that, um, I don't know, it's hard to see it becoming mainstream right away. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what happens when the advertising machine gets cranked up, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be a lot of mainstream advertising, but how are they going to evoke the experience of VR. It's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Advertisement. I, That's like, I it was like with a 3DS. Yeah. Like, how do you yeah. show that that, I mean, I guess the yeah. advertising for the 3DS ended up being okay, but I was always curious, like, yeah. how are you going to show that? The, so the Products like the 3DS and like virtual reality are, you really need to be looking at them in order yeah. to like understand. I I was not interested in VR technology at all until I tried it and now yeah. it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll just have to go to every street corner and let you try out your right. headset. Yeah, oh, they could like maybe. go to malls of America and yeah. Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 3DS was a 3DS or regular DS? I don't know. It was so many years ago, they had a kiosk set up in JFK, the airport. And oh, that's wow. smart. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nintendo does that kind of thing a lot, though. They yeah. travel with their consoles fairly often to show them off. Yeah. So mm. that was pretty cool. And there was something I was going to say, and it went right out of my head. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercial. I bet. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 That could be a good one. Yes. I think that, that that's going to kick off the marketing. Oh, gosh. Kick Super off. Bowl is coming up, isn't it? <laughs> I Can guess we all acknowledge I, I pun? Are I you just going to let that slide? Nicole gonna, made an amazing pun. I'm going to ignore no it because okay. <laughs> I respect you. I didn't even realize what I was doing. And I don't know exactly when the Super Bowl is because I don't follow football. Some of my friends do, and they continue to be excited on Sundays. So I assume that the Super Bowl hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I just know <laughs> it's, it's been February. I just know it's been about a year since Left Shark. 
which is oh my what I really care about. <laughs> oh my gosh, world. you're right. I don't know exactly the date, but I think it's around the first part of February. And I do know that the Seahawks still have a chance. That's all we nice. need to know. They're in the wild card. It bothers yeah. me. So this year is Super Bowl 50, and they've always used Roman numerals. But this year they decided not to use the Roman numeral L because they thought it would be confusing, despite the fact that they're finally at the the, <laughs> the number L, which is so good. So now that they're switching back to numerals just not to just not to confuse the American public. Yeah. They would have figured it out. Yeah. We're, not, we're not. You don't spell Super Bowl with two L's. <laughs> I think I mean, it would have been cool. <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I like it better than um, Super Bowl. What was the XL was last year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of that's bad, too, no, that, honestly. Yeah, that, that's pretty great, I think. <laughs> XXX. Yes. So that's my – I predict that there will be Oculus commercials during the Super Bowl. I hope so. so. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's totally, totally different news. The Independent Games Festival has announced their finalists. Um, this is something that, you know, tries to bring more of uh, the spotlight to independent games. The awards are announced during GDC, the Game Developers Conference that happens every March. Her story had like a bazillion yeah. entries on this. They've been sweeping raking those in the awards. Yeah, yeah, that was Polygon's Game of the Year, Polygon's too. Game of the Year. Wow. Which is it's a great game. It Y'all is. Play it. I finally I found, got to play oh, you did? it. Yeah. I played it too. Um, Yay. Did you I, both finish? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. I, I liked it, but I would not put it in my top 10 list for t- actually <sighs> for 2015. Gasp. Maybe <laughs> top 10. Definitely not top 5. I don't know. I, I think I came in with really high expectations. Like it had been super mm. oversold to me by the mm. time I played it. And it was, I'm sorry. No, it was And good, yet though. somehow you enjoyed Syndicate just fine. Syndicate's great, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I really liked it. I, yeah. I thought it was really great. It's, yeah. It is very good. I, I don't want to act like I'm a hater. Mechanically, yeah. it's it's just so interesting to me, and the acting was incredible. So, yes. And I'm a sucker for murder mysteries. You could put murder mysteries in anything, and I'd be like, yes, hello, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Let I, me spend money on that. Um, I turn yeah. into a really fake English person, apparently, when that happens. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mini Metro was another one of the games nice. that was yeah, on there. Linda, you reviewed that. Yeah, right. I, I think Mini Metro could end up. You know, sucking a lot of people in. Mm. It's got that thing where, you know, you think, oh, I'm just going to do one more. (laughs) (laughs) It's dangerous. Two hours later. I've got to download that. On a scale of one to ten, how relaxing would you say Mini Metro is? It's um, not relaxing at all. Interesting. (laughs) Sort of really kind of – I I don't know. (laughs) It's really hard to explain because um, when you first start out – uh, things are going kind of slowly mm-hmm. and you're putting things on your tracks and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it just goes, <laughs> you know, crazy. Kind of like life. <laughs> save all your people and get them on the trains and, and then you can't because there's just too many things going on. They so, have to get left behind. Yeah. <laughs> so you end up, you know, failing the public often. and. <laughs> Well, that's okay, stress- that's just a real-life simulator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it stresses me out a little bit, but I thought it was really fun. I mean, I think you need a little tension in your games to make them more fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. I was just thinking, public transportation in San Francisco was terrible. I'm looking at Courtney because she used to live there. 
Yeah. Well, did you I looked deal in the, the East Bay. Um, I know, but did you deal with any of the public transportation? So, there? Here's the thing. I love BART. BART is great. BART was great. Um, BART does not take you very many places in the city of San Francisco. It goes in a straight line. And, and if you want to, yeah, yeah. So if you want to go and explore the wharf and look around, you're going to have to take buses. And at some point, or maybe the Muni, which is like a streetcar. Or they have cable cars, too, but they're expensive. And they also have buses. Yeah, I started with buses. Yeah. Yeah. So they have buses, and they have Muni, and they have... I mean Muni. Muni is buses and cable cars. Right. There's like I'm thinking because there's two different kinds of Muni vehicles. Anyway, every time I go to San Francisco, I'm always convinced that I'm going to either... I'll just walk there. It's not very far. Or I'll just take a bus. It'll be easy. And I always, always end up walking like five miles up a super steep hill, no matter what I do. Like, I don't know. For a late bus. Yeah. And somehow it's like eight hours later and none of us have eaten and we're all miserable. (laughs) It starts raining. And I love you, San Francisco. I love you so much. (laughs) I don't. I don't love you, San Francisco. Um, Especially not Muni. Anyhow, uh, (laughs) on to uh, PlayStation Now, which is a service that you can subscribe to that allows you to stream Old games has lots and lots of games available Over now. Three hundred games. Three hundred games. One hundred and ten of which were PS3 exclusives. <laughs> yes, I mean that list is very, very yes. impressive. I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. Yeah, they added, I think, forty-three or so new games to the service uh, this week, and they're doing for until oh gosh, I think it, until January 9th, they're letting people sign up for a year-long subscription for ninety-nine ninety-nine. Uh, they previously let people sign up for a one month or a three month. Um, so this is kind of a, a sh- holiday deal that's going on right now, and that's going to end soon. Um, and if you already have a three month or a one month, you can upgrade it to the year long um, as long as that promotion is running. Uh, unfortunately, it's escaping me how much the three month regularly costs, but it, it is like it will save some like a, a, a considerable sum of money ninety nine ninety nine for the year. Do you guys have that? No, I don't because I'm lazy and I only play one game and that game is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It wouldn't be worth it for me either. I just don't have the time. Yeah, yeah, like for me, there's so, so, so many old games available for it and that's paralyzing to me. Like the idea (laughs) that I would be paying – like assuming that I didn't make it for the the year-long subscription and was buying a three-month, that would have to be for me like three months where I was playing – old games nonstop to feel like I was getting my money's worth mm. out of that. Uh, I just a, don't have the time. It's hard enough looking at my Steam library. <laughs> 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 so many games that I bought because they looked so good and I wanted to support the developers and then like 12 months At least later. that's not yeah. a subscription. At least you're not like, I'm never yeah. going to be able to play it again if I don't Yeah, no, I don't regret, I don't regret buying those games yeah. because I'm glad to support because the people Steam who made sales them. exist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because supporting developers is important. Yes, but I do feel guilty for never having played so many of them. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, it's not as bad as it used to be where you would have stacks of boxes, which Isaac <laughs> and I used to have in our house. Stacks of boxes that never – the shrink wrap was never removed. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. It's uh, – yeah, that was it's sad. sort of like all the <laughs> – Books I buy that I never read too, and they just pile up. Yeah, I I don't buy hardcover books like at all anymore. Everything is on my nook. I'm out mm. of space for physical books. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much am too. I just I bought hardcovers recently because I knew I was going to so, see the author speak and being able to have them signed. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only reason <laughs> to buy one now, in my opinion. 
So, Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming to PC on January 8th. Yay! Yay. None of us have PCs. <laughs> oh, that's we're, right. We're, you have a Mac. I'm yeah. A Mac. Um, <laughs> well, you have for, a PC, Simone. Uh, if you could call it that, I call it a blazing pile of garbage. <laughs> With a with a little Yesterday, tiny Dell logo in the corner. Uh, yeah, tiny Dell logo. No, actually, oh, no, it's an Asus, my, and it has an Apple logo on it because I put a, an Apple sticker on it. Um, <laughs> Such covering up the Asus logo. Yes, uh, if it were a Mac, it would be running a lot better right now, I bet. My roommate would kill me if he heard me say that. Um <laughs> Yesterday, I was writing in a freaking Google Doc, and it kept freezing. And just, it'd be like, no, sorry, you can't click on any of your browser windows right now. And then it, it would go in stages. So at first, I couldn't click on anything, and I could move the mouse around. And then I'd be like, ah, oh, but now you can't move the mouse. Ah, <laughs> now the screen's going to turn white. I was just sitting there like, I, I'm literally just <laughs> writing an article. What is wrong with you? I really need to get this computer fixed. I know it's been a year. Please don't <laughs> talk to me about it. Okay, then. Yeah, anyway, that's I why guess you I don't play care Rise about... Yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider could come out for yes. anything. I don't, I don't care. There's still I'm, no I'm release date for PS4. For PS4. It could be another year or so. I can wait. I've got all, all my life to wait. We've got Assassin's <laughs> Creed to keep us company. Yep. <laughs> for a year? Seriously? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I am see. planning on replaying it, so... Yeah, so Forbes does this thing for lots of different industries where they say they have their 30 under 30 list, and they did it for video games. I think this is the first year they've done it for games. Mm. No, they did it last year. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah um, so Palmer Lucky was number one last year. Yeah, he wasn't on there this year. Mm-hmm. Did he just turn 30? I, I, I think he's maybe – no, no, no. no, he's 23. Oh, okay. We learned today that he's Palmer Lucky baby. is an infant child. Yes. He was born in – That t- explains a few things to me. <laughs> It does. You're right. 1992. That makes me want to cry. Uh, It makes uh, me want to be a baby again. You guys. You guys don't complain. Uh, Yes. Seriously. It's weird because I feel like I'm now entering this part in my stage of my life when all these people who are famous and respected and treated like industry leaders and I'm suddenly realizing that they're like – very close to or sometimes younger than me and that has like never happened before in my life so like yeah. for that reason yeah. it's really weird yeah it's weird for me for like actors and yeah. singers and everything because like I, I've been like removed from pop culture except mm-hmm. for games for the last three years and suddenly <laughs> I see an actor that I think is kind of cute and hello he's 10 years younger than me I'm like, when the <laughs> hell did this happen that's the perfect age <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 30 Under 30, Captain Sparkles is on the list as Simone yeah. throws her yeah. phone. Simone got to meet Captain Sparkles this year. Captain oh. Sparkles is, yeah. is cute. And I didn't he know. Is very He's cute. a very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really recognize anybody else on that list, which is oh, a shame. Well, a couple of women. Yeah, there, there were. Nine out of 30 were, were ladies. Yeah, I counted. A couple um, of yeah. uh, women we covered on Remeshed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Zoe yeah. Quinn was on there. Oh, yes, and, yes. And uh, Nina Freeman, who right. oh, made yeah. the game Sybil, uh, which I still haven't played. It's in my Steam library. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually just a couple of freelance writers on there. Interesting. Um, so, see, you guys could have been on there. Darn. Should have been on there. Yeah. Why, why didn't well, anyone why still have you a, on there? We have a few more years before we turn 30. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, okay, we Kiki's still got it. four more years. You and I have five more years. Yeah, Better start writing some good stuff, you guys. Yeah, oh I God. always take these things with a grain of salt, too. Because, wow, like, wow, fighting words <laughs> from my own employer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're kind of based on Forbes' circle. 
And yeah. Forbes oh, yeah. doesn't have vast knowledge of everybody who's out there. Whenever yeah. you make so. a list like this, some element is just sort of about, you know, popularity and mm-hmm. your yeah. personal network. And, yes, yeah. absolutely. As opposed, as opposed to what it should be about, which is appreciating me. Yeah, <laughs> my contributions. You should have been all six hundred names on the list. <laughs> yeah, because there were really there were should have. yeah there were twenty categories. So it was actually there were six hundred thirty under thirties total. Crap. Wow, I think that that's the right number. Maybe yeah. four hundred. But it, there <laughs> no, was a lot more it was, than thirty. It was six hundred. Yeah, well, everything from food. Yeah. Can you be in multiple banking. industries at once? Like if I'm really no. good at <laughs> <laughs> What if I'm you so need, good at everything? You need an, like a a what to create like an alternate persona where you wear like a hat and a mustache and then you could be two people at once. I could just use my real mustache. Okay, there you I'm go. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to be able to take it off when you're writing about games. Oh, Oops. yeah, that's true. <laughs> you should just use your evil elf hat. Evil. Your evil elf hat. Evil. Did you get to see the evil elf hat? Oh man, who gave that to you? My Your mother. mom. <laughs> she has one for herself as well. It's a, it's a headband, and then it has a very pointy elf hat with a little bell on the end. Large, and it yeah. is large. <laughs> it makes me look basically like a unicorn with a bendy horn. Um, <laughs> you can actually see it in my game of the year video for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yes. Which is worth watching. Oh, yeah, you have seen it then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It it is the best hat in the entire world. I wore it probably for a week straight. um, And I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. We can all vouch for that because I was sitting at my desk jingling, bobbing my head and jingling. It's okay. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Last time I wore that sweater with a bell on it and I kept wearing it during the podcast. So, But that was for safety reasons. Yeah. True. Yeah. As a warning to others to stay away from you. Uh, (laughs) Safety. Did you take home your cane? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Simone has no more knives in the office. Actually, I do we... have a knife in my desk. It's oh. a serrated knife of bread. Um, oh. But I did take home the sword cane that Nicole so kindly gave me for Christmas, yes. making her officially my favorite. <laughs> That's an amazing I have no prop. bad words for you this week. Thank you. <laughs> what was that, Linda? That's an amazing prop. It yeah. is so nice. It's yeah. a prop that props because it, it'll prop you because it's cane. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, you're officially my least favorite. <laughs> I'll leave. It was funny when that came um, in the box. I was just like, what is that? And I, he like he opened it up. I'm like, that's Simone's present. And he was looking at the box and it says like, like in five places, this is not a toy. <laughs> not for anybody under 17. <laughs> it's wow. just a little pointy. It's not a big deal. Just a little. It's wonderful. It matches my gold watch, uh, so, which makes me officially insufferable. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. Please, so, please help me dig me out of this hole. <laughs> so there's been some interesting uh, stuff written about educational game funding. Linda, remind me of her name, the woman who's been doing these series. Sandy Chen. Sandy Chen. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us yeah, about that? Yeah, prove it. <laughs> prove it because that's the least interesting sentence I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not the most riveting thing, honestly. But, um, uh, it was just talking about educational game developers and there are lots and lots of them now a lot of indie game you know serious game developers and they're always looking for funding as we all know if we ever go on kickstarter or indiegogo Mm -hmm. so that's one source of funding and then they can get corporate sponsorship and they can get grants and actually there's a big government program that gives people grants to do independent games and educational games but um there's a lot of red tape. It takes mm. a lot of time to yeah. apply. So I, 
I don't know. I guess the upshot is that it um, it's still really hard to get your game out there. <laughs> Even though there's a lot of money available, it just takes a lot of time and effort to actually get your hands on the money. I wonder so, how much yeah. time is spent finding funding versus actually making the game. That sounds like such a complicated well, process. Well, I mean, I think it's like anything else. These people have a passion. They want to mm-hmm. make a great game, and that's where their heart and soul goes. But then they don't realize they need to spend a lot of money on distribution yeah. and marketing, mm. you know? Yeah. And so then they're kind of stuck. Maybe they have a game, but then they can't get it out there. So. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. few uh, independent developers and have any type of marketing budget <laughs> at all. Speaking exactly. of fundraising, uh, Psychonauts 2 just passed its goal on FIG for mm-hmm. raising money and now has, I think it earned $3,300,000 was its goal. Yeah, so it see, is that's happening. a standout. Yeah. yeah it happens to, to games, but it's Most studios rare. can't yeah. pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Tim Schafer, obviously a great reputation. He also strutted out during the Game Awards and was yeah. like, hey, we want to do this. Come support us. Yeah. So, <laughs> the the double fine. And that was the whole reason that he was out there. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to, like, present an award or something. No. He just walked across the stage and said, we want to do Psychonauts to give us money. It worked. Yeah, it did yeah. work. Well, that's Jeez. a little bit of a controversy, too, because it's almost like – the people who don't need the money that badly can get it because they're famous already or they've done a, they have a track mm-hmm. record with the game or yeah. or whatever but but the ones who are really just starting out and have never done it before have a hard time yeah i would say like i'm i'm sure i think that um double fine does need the money but it is a very different world when you can say yeah i'm going to I'm going to be able to ask for this publicly at a huge awards show and everyone is going to automatically trust me and believe that I can pull this off right. versus someone who has good intentions and a good concept. and But we don't have, I guess, the proof that they could yeah. be able to pull it off. They don't have the the momentum to allow them to confront a million people at once and ask for that. It helps yeah. a lot to have a big name attached to your project. Yeah. 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 Get famous, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, indie, I think indie stuff is starting to become mm-hmm. more more prominent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, her story is an example of that. Yeah. Polygon Game of the Year. I don't think you can get much more prominent yeah. than that. Good for so, them. Yeah. That's great. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so, we're not going to do all of these news um, because there were so many of them. <laughs> but there is a great story. I love this story. Uh, Terry Garrett. After five years, completed the Ocarina of Time. Uh, and what's so special about it is that he is actually blind. Yeah. Yeah. A lovely, lovely, a lovely human. story. Yeah. Did you write that story, Courtney? I wrote it on Remesh, I think. Okay. Yeah. So um, I've heard of him before because he posts his videos on YouTube and he's been in the news a few times. It's like... When he, he has this one video towards the beginning of the series where he explains how it works, and you can see him playing through um, the Deku Tree, which is the first dungeon in the game. Uh-huh. And he has these, created this like stereo sound system where he has two speakers on, on the arms of his armchair. And then he uses the sounds, plus he, like, he has every single room memorized because it's been described to him. So he knows oh. as soon as he defeats each bad guy that if he walks straight forward that he'll be able to open the wall. But it really makes you look at the games in a different way when you try to imagine what it's like to not be able to see. And yeah. it, it opens mm-hmm. an interesting conversation about accessibility in games too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's really amazing. Yeah, it is. It's kind of great sound design too, I imagine, that he's able to 
Yeah, he actually ha- use that in order to play the game. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's actually playing on an emulated version of the game. So I I assume that the original one had stereo sound too. I don't know for sure, and that's like that is I don't the know same. Either. Mm-hmm. But he used the the emulated version so he could create constant save states so that he wouldn't have because so much of it is trial and error. Yeah, and trying to learn the entire layout of every single room before you can proceed through it. Mm-hmm. Not there. to mention the trial and error of the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is amazing. It's yeah, amazing. good for him. Yeah. Um, so we're going to segue into what we're playing. Um, <laughs> Simone and Courtney, obviously, have both been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I think I've played some other things. Courtney, you should talk about yes, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh, it's your yeah. turn. <laughs> so I did not think that I would be any good at Assassin's Creed. Um, and then I tried it and just immediately loved it. And I... Have been playing it nonstop. I would play. I've play, been playing it for as many hours per night as my partner can stand before he gets lonely and asks me to come hang out. With him. <laughs> <laughs> Which nice. Yeah, I've been playing a lot. I love it so much. It's so fun. It's, <laughs> I'm conquering London and I'm beating up bad guys and I'm doing these like stealthy assassin kills and I'm talking to famous historical figures and it's so cool to walk around London because I've I spent three months living in London for a study abroad program and I recognize all of these places and it's so cool and I love it and it's great and I love it <laughs> and it's a lot like Zelda which I'm like a friend that no one ever that's told the me. the article that you should be writing Courtney yeah. is the similarities between Assassin's Creed and Zelda or bleh, at least Syndicate and Zelda yeah. Ugh, my tongue is getting away from me yeah <laughs> I I'm really enjoying reliving the game through your eyes uh, since I have again been playing it since late October. Still, still going. Yes. Um, have yeah, you been just... playing anything else? Yes, actually, okay. I have been playing. Um, I started playing an app today called uh, Two Dots, which is just another um, dot connecting game where you connect dots by color and you get points for how many you can chain together, and it's pretty chill. I'm enjoying it. I asked some people on Twitter for suggestions for relaxing games, and that was one of the ones I got. Um, If you're following me on Twitter, you know that I asked this like 40 minutes before the podcast started recording, although you probably don't know that I'm recording a podcast right now, so maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe we can pretend I've been playing it for longer than that. But no, I've I've really enjoyed what I've played of it so far. Um, I have some hidden object games lined up that I'm interested in playing. So hopefully I can talk about those next week. And then there's a a coloring app called Pigment, which was also recommended to me that's basically like a coloring book. And you can like color in animals and um, shapes and stuff, which looks really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Coloring books are great. And yet people think that they're only for kids. They're not anymore. They're such a fad right now. I got one for Courtney for Christmas. It's beautiful. Scandinavian. Scandinavian designs. I need to jump in. Nice. I want to use <laughs> highlighters on one page. Ooh, that would be cool. It's just all, I'm glad I didn't buy you any colored on. pencils. I'll let you oh, handle I've this yourself. Plenty. That's yeah. why you asked me if I had colored pencils, and then I didn't realize that that was what it was about when you gave me the book. Didn't <laughs> I ask you if you had colored pencils, like when I gave you the book, though? I thought. Um, never mind. This is not important. No, it's not important. <laughs> anyway, we need to come up with a better thing to call adult coloring books besides adult coloring books. Sounds Which is a discussion we had yesterday. Yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound very <laughs> Then the other very option good. is coloring books for grown-ups, which, again, sounds like something you would tell a kid when you're like, oh, don't look at that. That's a coloring book for grown-ups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like uh, superiorly complex coloring books. 
Yeah. Advanced Anna, coloring books. She started to pick up on some stuff because whenever we would have wine, you know, she'd oh. think it was juice and she would oh. ask for some. And I'd be like, no, this is just a drink for grownups. And so now when she sees something, she's like, that's just for grownups. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Well done. Good for her. Yes. <laughs> but I also think um, she may be reaching the point where she's going to start being mad about that. Uh-oh. Um, because she's mad about everything oh, these gosh. days. You know, it's funny. My husband and I, um, she's uh, she's more than three and a half now. She'll be four in April. And, like, she's gone through all these stages. And my husband and I are like, wow, this was so bad. Can't get any worse than this. And then it's worse. And it's worse. And it's worse. And she's really bad right now. And it's just going to get Worse. <laughs> I don't even know. Raising a little Maybe rebel. it won't, though. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe. It's good to be independent. It'll get yeah. better when she's five, Nicole. Okay. I'm sorry. It's kind of long. That, she just... Is she's that four not two good? to five stage? Four was not good either. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, um, but, she just... She whines about everything. Yeah. I think that, especially when they're so smart like she is... They get really frustrated all the time because yes. they see all these things that they want to do and um, they have great imaginations and they're constantly frustrated because they can't quite do yes. that yet. Yes. So I do I run mean, into that. I don't blame I don't blame them, honestly, but this is looking <laughs> back on it from, you know, 30 years ago almost. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I mean, everything I've read is like it's it's control. Like they have absolutely yeah. no control over their life. The poor and little so thing. Mm-hmm. They're pushing yeah. back on that. but. Thing is, she whines about everything, everything, and just really trying to get her to stop whining. So I've started this thing that one of my friends actually does. She has an older uh, daughter, but also one the same age. Is when her daughter's whining, she just says, "I can't understand that." Oh, <laughs> I can't understand that, and that forces the kid to calm down and talk about it without whining. Nice. So that's my. My next project, uh, I have to get Isaac on board for that because he's still responding to her when she's whining, even though you can barely understand what she's saying. My, uh, my <laughs> so boss at to... summer camp used to say, would you like some cheese with that wine? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were so, like, taken aback by not understanding her horrible joke that they would sort of shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I can I can do that. I would just, Anna would be like, I don't want cheese! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just, I'm sorry. That's it. She doesn't want anything. Like, I'll make something for dinner. It's like, oh, we're having spaghetti and meatballs. I don't want spaghetti and meatballs. I don't like spaghetti and meatballs. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> you eat all the, everything that I give you every time we have it. She's just, you know, she's contradicting us just for the yeah. sake of contradicting us, which is... Very, very frustrating. So, But back to what we're playing. Linda, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a little bit of Tomb Raider. Oh, nice. um, Actually, I would love to be playing it constantly. It's really fun. I mean, the cinematics and everything, you know? Beautiful. Awesome. But I'm stuck on the part where you're trying to get past the frickin' bear. I can't kill that bear. (laughs) I need to go find more mushrooms for my poison arrows and stuff. And then I have to try again because I've tried a bunch of times. This may be another situation where I call Chris up and I say, honey, can you come over and kill the bear? Use the trees. (laughs) trees? You have to use the trees. You know how you can scrabble up into the trees and sit on the branch? Oh, that's a good tip. 
That's how you do it. That, That's how you well, do it. I looked it up in the walkthrough, and they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't say, say anything that. about that. Yeah. Well, that's how I did it, at least, because you get up to like a, a height that the bear can't get. Why you, didn't I text you, you a long time ago? <laughs> you just shoot him from there. Just Nicole w- is the Tomb Raider expert. Yes. yes. Okay. So now, as I'll play through Tomb Raider, and you'll be getting texts from me about every twenty <laughs> minutes when I get stuck. Yes. Nicole, what do you do about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I won't do that, I promise. You should do that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've been playing Tomb Raider 2, just trying to – I mean, I finished the game, the story part. I've been going through and trying to do all the challenge tombs and collect everything Mm -hmm. and 100% the game. And I am not going to be able to do that, and it makes me very sad. It's not that I couldn't do it. It's just going to take me a year because (laughs) I have – no time to mm. be playing that game. Yeah. And, like, you go through the areas and it tells you what percentage of completion you have for each area. So I was doing the first ones and, like, oh, I got 100%. It didn't take that long. And then I'm in this huge area that's, like, you are 20% <gasps> complete <laughs> in which I wanted to cry. So That's how I feel. There are some areas of Syndicate where you're, like, you have 10 out of 65 chests <laughs> in this area. And it's, like, why did you put 65 chests in this area? Yeah. Good lord. Um, but yeah. fortunately, you don't need them for trophies. Um, I don't think you do. So I need to have Courtney come over and shoot horses for me because I still Apparently, can't yeah, get much that trophy. Better, much better at horse shooting. Yeah, trophy. Well. trophy. <laughs> Courtney is a natural at horse shooting. I... I was really good at it the first time I tried it, and since then I haven't been as good. But mm-hmm. I, I killed many horses and felt bad about it, but also excited. Should. Yes. That's wow. It's funny. <laughs> funny that you guys, you know, still care about trophies. Like, I don't even look at achievements anymore because it's like I just it's going to take me forever to get those achievements. I'm just going to feel bad about it, so I'm not even looking. When I get one, it's like, hey, look. I, I care too much, and I don't know why. Like, there's this – Big debate over whether achievements are worthwhile or or not at all. And I don't know. It really just depends on the person. Like there's something so compelling about them for me, especially once I get a certain amount in a game that I'm like, well, I have to get the rest now. There would be no point unless I got all the trophies. I used to be that way. Yeah. And I've only gotten Maybe all... Maybe I should have a three-year-old. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a long time ago. I've only gotten all 100% achievements for... The first Viva Pinata. Nice. And Bioshock. And let me tell nice. you, Bioshock was that was a painful one to get. Um, so, yeah. So, what was the hardest achievement in that one? You had to finish the game on, on a hard <gasps> difficulty. Oh, okay. Hard difficulty. No, never mind. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it took me a while, but I did it. Yeah. On the bright side, you know, it's nice if you're going to go and do these things and explore the game anyway to feel like after you, got, after you got to the end, the game has acknowledged you and it's like, good work. Here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the cool thing about Tomb Raider, too, is it basically, um, like, uh, during the loading screens, there's little, um, little, little bit of text that sort of tells you what is going on, where you are in the game right now. And the text at the bottom is basically saying what the future is, for the most part. This oh. is what's going on now, and this is the future, which is pretty cool. Um, so, That's yeah. another game that I felt like Assassin's Creed Syndicate, like I knew where I was all the time in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I love that. Like, because yeah. you, you always feel like 
you know where you're going and how you need to get there, and that's yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. Good. The sense of place in those games has always been a really important factor of it for me. Yeah. Simone pointed out that after you defeat big bad guys in Syndicate, that you can go into bars and listen to them singing folk songs based mm-hmm. on your murder of the person, which <laughs> is really so cool. cool. I didn't nice. know that. Yeah, it's definitely one of the coolest parts of the game. It, it only there. I think there are four of the the bosses where if you defeat them and you you can be in like the park and you know there are some, sometimes people playing music and dancing in the park or in the bars, and so you go into the pub and you can hear yeah the folk songs composed by Austin Wintry about your exploits, which is such a cool touch for me. Like they really dug into the culture of London at the time with the working class and everything and like what they did for enjoyment, like the things you can find around the city, like the things that people are doing just for fun. Like the historical database entries are so funny. They're really well written. Um, Oh my God. I am so sorry for what I have done to this office. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the only person that is not playing it and you guys just boop, 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 boop all over the place. I'm going to log on Amazon after this. But I have a Nintendo story. I have a Nintendo story. Tell me. Playing Mario Kart with Anna. With Anna, which is super, super cute. Um, She kind of gets, um, she feels like she can't do it quicker than, you know, she should because, like, she'll hand me the controller at a certain point in the race. She's like, Mommy, I can't do this. But the last time she had handed me the controller, she had done an entire lap by herself. Nice. I'm like, you did a lap. You 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 know how to do this. You can do this now. That's so, so cool. She still see, needs some encouragement, but like, uh, but she likes to sit next to me when I'm playing on the game pad and uh, tap the horn. <laughs> that <laughs> that is so fun. cute. It is pretty cool. That's and awesome. does yeah. she have a favorite character? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. She's been picking different ones mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So um, first and, time I played Mario Kart, I went over to my friend's house, and her older sister would just sit me in front of it with Princess Peach and Sherbert Land, and I would just <laughs> play that level over and over and over again. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah. So what else? Uh, her story, like I said, I played and loved it. Super awesome. Um, and Hearthstone, of course. I got my Golden Warlock. Yeah, congratulations. That's my third Golden Hero. So which one are you doing next? I'm doing Druid because Steve Lubitz said he needed to commiserate with somebody. Oh. So, <laughs> but he doesn't need to. He's gotten up to rank like seven or something now. It's uh, nuts. Whatever. Although he, he plays a lot because every time I'm on there, he is on there. Like every single wow. time. <laughs> he probably just leaves that open so that he can jump on just in case. Probably. But, you know, it would say that you're hanging out in the menu or oh. whatever. And, and you look games? at the friends list, is like doing battle in play mode. Oh, wow. Doing battle in Tavern <laughs> Brawl. Doing battle in the arena. Wow. That's so, funny. Are yes. you outing him right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> but anyhow. Yeah, well, he's being a show off. So whatever. Okay. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, please send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can follow us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and at Gaming with Moms. You can find us on Facebook, just simply Pixelkin. If you have uh, subscribed on iTunes, please review us. That helps us a lot. If you're listening on Overcast, you can recommend specific episodes over Twitter. So we hope that you will do that a lot as well. And we are on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can follow us on there. We are on the homepage today, so it should be super easy to find. And always check out our wonderful video content that we were just talking about, Simone and we're, her elf hat. Uh, <laughs> you can do, get that at youtube.com 
slash pixelkinorg. And thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.